Hi there. You're listening to Formula One Insight, and welcome to the second episode, a brief but interesting conversation with Antonio Giovinazzi. Now, this episode will be a little different. I couldn't get Antonio on the phone, but Alfa Romeo were able to send us some recorded answers, so I've just recorded me asking the questions so you can hear the context of what Antonio says. Now, unfortunately, one downside of this is the lack of follow-up questions, and, as you'll hear, some of Antonio's answers simply, well, raise more questions. Now, if you do enjoy the interview, please visit my blog at formula1.substack.com. That's formula1.substack.com. And this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. So first of all, what have you learned from Kimi Raikkonen, the 2007 world champion, given he's your teammate? So Kimi, of course, was um, a great teammate. Um, you know, he's a world champion driver, so a lot of things to learn from him. And uh, this was a positive things for me, to, you know, for a first season in Formula One. Of course, still, you know, a teammate, so the first guy to beat. But um, I'm really happy to work with him uh, and I will continue to work with him also in this year because he's a driver where uh, I can learn um, you know, a lot of things and I can in grow up like a driver. So yeah, really positive things um, to be Kimi teammate. How do you remember your debut in Formula One, the call up in Australia? How do you feel about looking back at it? So my debut in Formula One was a little bit strange um, because it was in Australia 2017 and um, I came there uh, like third driver of Ferrari and then I... I, I did my first Grand Prix, uh, just, um, I, I knew this just on, uh, on Saturday morning, so just before FP3, but in the end I think it was a really, a really great uh, debut, a really great Grand Prix from my side, and yeah, uh, really good memories for me, and of course, you know, my first Grand Prix in Formula 1, so a dream came true. And how did you feel after the Chinese Grand Prix in 2017, a crash in qualifying and the race? I mean, how much did your confidence take a hit from that? China, of course, was uh, was not a positive uh, weekend, not a positive second Grand Prix. Um, you know, I, I came there also with um, uh, that I didn't know that I was supposed to race. I just knew this on on Wednesday. Of course, I came there and um, on Friday, um, you know, all day was cancelled because of the weather. So I, I skipped again FP1, FP2, like the first Grand Prix. And then um, I did just FP3 qualifying again, so same uh, same um, program than uh, than Melbourne. And uh, but then you know it was just a difficult weekend. I, I crashed on Saturday, I crashed on Sunday. But I think uh, you know after mistake, the important things is to learn from the mistake. And this is what I did. I think uh, it was an experience. And um, in the end, uh, of course, was not the result that we wanted. But in the end, I think from uh, from mistake, important was uh, to improve after that. What was it like to start full time in Formula One in two thousand and nineteen after nearly two years as mostly a test driver, where you had not been constantly racing, obviously. So starting a full-time uh, um, Formula 1 championship was not uh, easy things, especially after two years um, of, um, of, you know, um, simulator driver. That means, uh, you know, completely different things from, uh, from uh, racing on, um, on, um, on the track. Um, I, I think struggling a lot in the first part of the season. 
but then uh, just because I was missing uh, wheel to wheel, you know, just uh, racing configuration, uh, try to, you know, the manage of the tires of the fuel, manage of the race in general. And then I just uh, focus on that points. And I think at the second part of the season, I was uh, much better. And now I just can't wait to still, um, still um, improving and improving and um, just uh, be, be more consistent and faster. What goals do you have for the 2020 Formula 1 season once it gets underway in July? The goals for 2020 is for sure to score a lot of points for the team. So improving also our result from, from last year and just, uh, just like I said before, be consistent because I think to, to be consistent is really important for the um, midfield. Uh, because you know we we are really close together, and I think uh, the consistency will uh, will make the difference. And of course, uh, to to target a podium uh, with Alfa Romeo is a is a big target, but uh, but we will try to achieve this uh, this big target. What team are you expecting Alfa Romeo to be fighting with? The team um, that we expect to fight with Alfa Romeo is, of course, all the midfield team, like uh, like last year. Uh, we don't know uh, what is uh, our potential, especially after the testing, because uh, testing, we, we don't know how much uh, other team pushing. And uh, so we need to focus for now on our uh, project, on our job and uh, try to to improve the car after the testing, uh, these this, um, three times uh, for uh, this problem with the COVID-19, of course, maybe mean that we can uh, we can improve our car and this is our target. And then we'll see in the first race where we are and um, start to working after that. Thank you for listening. One quick note, if you're wondering, the original questions were submitted before Sebastian Vettel announced he would part ways with Ferrari. I sent Alfa Romeo some other questions when that news broke, but they were not able to answer them in this podcast. Anyway, to read a bit more about Antonio Giovinazzi and his career, there's already a few stories on my blog, which you can find by going to formula1.substack.com. That's formula1.substack.com. And, as I said at the start, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed. Thanks very much.